When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is Cafe Mocha? Cafe Mocha is experts, celebrities. What's up? This is Belbit DeVoe. You're truly Idris Elba. This is Fantasia. This is Invo. This is India RE. Oh, much more. All from a woman's perspective. What flavor are you, baby? This is Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. Robin S. is a dance music icon of the mid-90s. Her single, Show Me Love, uh, still gets people rushing to the dance floor. And that's even before Beyonce flipped the track, turns it, turned it into Break My Soul. Uh, so joining us now is Robin S. Welcome to Cafe Mocha. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. So for those who don't know who you are, introduce yourself to our Cafe Mocha audience. Wow. Um, well, hello, good people. How are you? My name is Robin S. I am the original singer of Show Me Love. So baby, if you want me, you've got to show me love. Yeah, that would be me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got to know, how did you find out that the Beyonce had sampled your song for the new single? Was Did like lawyers call you or did you find out because no, you heard it on no, the radio? No, 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 honey, baby. I was asleep. I was asleep and um, my son, my phone kept going off and I kept saying in my sleep, what in the world, what in the world? But you know, old folks teach you that when your phone goes off like that, went back to back to back, that it could possibly be something wrong, you know, with yeah. family or mm-hmm. someone. So I finally rolled over and woke up and saw that it was my son. And so I called him back and I was like, son. I love you, but why do you keep calling me like this? <laughs> and him and my daughter-in-law were just going off the chain. Mom, 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 turn the TV on, turn the radio on, turn, just turn your phone on, read the stuff that's going on. You're trending all over the place. And I'm saying to myself, trending? So I asked them, I said, trending? Well, what, what am I trending about? And then that's when they told me, they informed <laughs> me that about the song. And I'm like, oh. So when I decided, you know, I went on the online and start looking at stuff and I'm like, oh my goodness. Oh, okay. So I start smiling. I start laughing. Got a little nervous, you know, I was like, okay, what's going on? What's happening? You know? Mm-hmm. And then they finally told me that she had dropped her song um, at midnight and that, you know, from midnight until now, I'd know nothing about it. Cause I was, I was asleep. And um, you know, it was a great surprise. It, it basically was a great surprise to me. Mm. being a surprise I can only imagine you know talking about revitalizing rejuvenating I mean just to have what did that feel like just hearing the song how did you feel when you first heard the song um you know you listen to it and you go okay Hmm. all right and I'm a lyricist so I want to hear every word that's being said you know and I'm, I'm like well, let me listen to it again. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, well, that's, that's definitely show me love. That's a piece of show me love. Oh, I like the words. Oh, it fits. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, you can't break my soul. No, you know, I mean, in a time and an era where, 
you know, um, women have been marginalized um, and, you know, we, we are just now coming out of ourselves to say, you know, that I am woman, hear me roar situation. And I like the fact that she just did it her own way. You know, it was, it was a wonderful surprise to go to bed. I mean, I've been touring. I have been traveling. I just came off the road. And to, to come back to a surprise and a wonderful surprise such as this, it, it just, it, it did something to, to my spirit. It just boosted me a little bit more, you know, to let me know that everything that I've done has not been in vain, you know. But and, you can't think you know, that the old stuff you've done song. is... Well, no, I, I don't think that it's been in vain, but it's been so downplayed, you know, yeah. and so low-keyed and so downplayed. And, and so, um, you know, I'm constantly working and... I'm sorry, you guys know that, you know, dance artists, we don't get the accolades that we basically should have gotten for years. Yeah. We've laid down foundations, but no one notices them until other artists so-called revives them. But meantime, we've been in the trenches working really, really hard, you yeah. know, to to just keep things going, you know. And, and although I'm, I'm grateful, don't get me wrong, I'm not, it's not that I'm not grateful, it's not that I'm not happy, it's a wonderful feeling to be given your flowers mm-hmm. while you're alive. Because yes. most times people wait until you've transitioned and you're no longer here to want to give you your flowers. So that was the greatest gift ever, you know? Yeah. So, so like, don't get me wrong, but, but it's, it's like, you know, we've been in the trenches moving and shaking and shuffling and, and, and getting things done and we've been performing and stuff. And so, yeah, I'm grateful and I'm thankful because, out of all the songs that she has access to listen to, you know, that was, that was a designed order by God. You know, I firmly believe that because mm-hmm. there's too many songs out there that one could do yeah. um, as their first single. And, and Hey, it's a Robinette song. Here's what I, here's what I want to know, baby, if you want me, you know, I love to sing. You've got to show me love. Listen, when I, I feel like that's my intro song to New York back in 1990. Anywho, the feeling of of this song, I mean, you know, did you feel any shade after you heard it for the first time? Did you feel like, wait, it, was there any shade that you felt? I mean, I know after a while you think it, but you're like, wait, how could you use my song? And I, I, no, one, no one called me? I mean, well, no, no, because I'm not like that. Honestly speaking, I'm just not like that. I'm, I'm God's child, okay? I know who I am and I know whose I am. And um, for whatever reasons things happen, um, I try to see the good in the reasons. I may not understand everything that has happened in my life. Um, I know people have come for me. There's certain people that have come for me and said, I'm not the singer of the song and I this and I that. They were coming for the wrong, they were coming to the wrong person because the demo that I got was the demo that I listened to and that's how I sang. If um, I am the original person, um, I am the person who hit that first note, that is all me. I am the person who did all of the ad-libs in it, that is all me. So, you know, you have people that come for you all the time through this walk of life. That's how you get your blessings. Your blessings Mm -hmm. come by the the negativity that people try to throw at you. Mm -hmm. And God turns that around and gives you blessings upon blessings because of it. So I tell that to my daughter no all the time. There's I'm no shade with off. me. Yeah, yeah. And to know me is to know that I don't, 
I'm not that type of woman. I've lived a really good life um, behind Show Me Love. I'm still living a good life. Do you feel that Beyonce's team should have contacted you or the songwriters and producers? Uh, no, 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 it's okay. It's okay. I'm good with it. I'm so good with it. You don't understand. I'm, I'm to know again, to know me is to know that I'm not that type of person. Miss Robin Stone, are you got a song that you <laughs> want to hear? Make sure to hit us up on our Facebook, our Instagram, or our Twitter at Cafe Mocha Radio. We want to thank you. Thank you for having me. I love you guys. Love you. It's Cafe Mocha, Angelique, Lonnie Love, Yo-Yo on the line, always ready to fix somebody's life. Hey. Oh, Miss Beyond <laughs> Love Van Zandt, welcome back to the show. We miss you. You need to join us more often. Anytime. All you have to do is call. How okay. are you doing? Great. How are you? I'm blessed. I am really blessed and glad to be with you today. Mm-hmm. But tell us about, you know, your involvement in it and and the event overall. You know, coming through COVID, I think as women, we've had a divine opportunity to redefine ourselves. Mm. <laughs> you mm. know, I right here in D.C., I know you know about, or maybe you don't, the two sisters that left their longtime government jobs, started a cheesecake business, and are now selling nationally. Women who were out in the world are home now selling their products, selling their, their wares. You know, we've had an opportunity to redefine ourselves and work for ourselves because women are more likely than men to end up in poverty once they either retire or quit a long-time job. So at Ubiquitous, we want to talk about mission impossible, possible. And I want to give some tools and tips about how we make that happen. Mm-hmm. How do we as women make that impossible dream possible in our lives moment by moment, day by day, step by step? I mean, wow. you've done it. You've done it repeatedly. We've watched you do what many of us would love to do, which is branch out and do this new thing. And you, you always have this new thing. So what can you talk about sort of that first baby step of getting over the fear of, you know, just I can't the I can't do a part or it's not for me or I'm going to fail or I'm, I might starve. <laughs> You know, those things. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, most many of us sisters, we could we could miss a few meals. If you look at our booties. Okay. <laughs> hey, booties are in. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> uh, we could miss a few meals. But you know what? We've been programmed to fear. We've been programmed to be afraid. We've been programmed to expect less from ourselves, for ourselves, of ourselves. It's a program. It's not our natural way of being. So what I would say to anybody that's ready to really make a shift, make a change, come out of the matrix, if you will, is Mm. to first get the vision. Spend, and I'm not talking about a vision board with a bunch of pictures. What do you see in your mind? What do you see for yourself? What do you see yourself doing? Where do you see yourself? And then here's the secret. This is the special sauce. How does it feel to do that thing. See, many of us think about it. We do the vision board and we can look at it, but we don't attach a feeling to it. And the superpower for women is your feeling. So get the vision, see yourself doing that thing in the business, in the marriage, in the bikini, whatever it is, and then see how it feels because you have to know how your yes feels, Hmm. not what you have to do, but what does that yes 
yes, what does that feel like? If you can get that, the vision and the yes, baby, you on the you on your way. Mm. I love that, the feeling. Mm-hmm. I, I love that you said it's more it's about more than just a vision board, because we do that vision board, you know, me and my <laughs> girlfriends, we do it every year religiously and, and at the end of the year it's up underneath something somewhere bent up. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but remember the special sauce. Even if you're going to do a vision board, everything that you put on there, okay, mm-hmm. how am I going to feel when I get this? And where is that in my body? Is it my toe, my left nipple? Is it in my earlobe? Let me get that feeling down in my body. You know, so many of us, for example, want to be in relationships. And yet we, we're afraid that mm-hmm. what happened before is going to happen again. And then we wonder why we can't, have, we can't find anybody because you, you don't have the feeling. So get the feeling and attach that feeling to your yes. Hmm. Now, let's say we've gotten the feeling, we've gotten the vision. Let's talk about the obstacles, which the immediate obstacle almost always is the person sitting beside us or across from us who's in our ear going, maybe you should name so high. Maybe that's for not for you. How do we get past the, the people around us trying to protect us right. um, or control us, depending on, you know, who's beside mm-hmm. you? So I want all three of you to repeat this with me. OK, say this okay. with me. OK, ready? Shut mm-hmm. Shut the hell the hell hell up. Up. (laughs) I got this. I got got this. (laughs) Shut the hell up. I got this. I got this. And here's another, this is a seasoning in the special sauce, okay? Mm -hmm. That sometimes we as as sister women, we forget. You got to be careful who you're talking to. Because mm-hmm. you know everybody you're talking to. You know your naysayers. Mm-hmm. You know your naysayers. You mm-hmm. know your uh, people who aren't moving. You know your people who uh, are always going to have something to say. Don't talk to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's just yeah. that simple. Let them see it when you do it. You yeah. know what's so incredible about what you're saying is that, you know, we create this wonderful space for us when we're elevating and moving past our trials and tribulations in life. And somehow we, we let people back in where we shouldn't. So I like that. I know what I'm doing. Shut the hell up because we, in order to continue to elevate, we have to be able to sometimes say out loud, which I'm finding to do because I've been uh, um, not a kiss ass, but um, someone who humbly respects the thought, process of the of the production and sometimes I find myself um, more mute than I need to be so I I like that I like that a lot well not that you don't even want to say I know what I'm doing because really we don't know what we're doing okay 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 we know what we desire we know where we're headed we really don't know what we're doing okay because sometimes we're making a mess and we don't recognize it all you have to do is say I got this mm-hmm. because the I is the power. That's what's going to attach you to the divine. Okay. I am. I got this. I am doing mm-hmm. this. You don't even mm-hmm. say I know what I'm doing because then you get okay. into an argument. And the other thing okay. is, uh, again, you know, one of the reasons I, you know, I have a new podcast coming out. It's called the R spot. And all I talk about is relationships mm-hmm. because very often it's our relationship bonding pattern. I'll tell you what that is in a minute. 
mm-hmm. or the way that we bond to people. With some people, we play the authority. With some people, we play the child or the weakling. With some people, we play the people pleaser. With some people, we demand Mm -hmm. that they please us. So our relationship bonding patterns will determine what we expect from a person when we talk to them. Mm. If you know that your sister's a hothead, when you talk to her, no matter what you say, you expect she's going to go off the deep end, right? Mm -hmm. Or if your mother's a worrywart, when you talk to her, you know, you expect her to bring up all the objections. If -hmm. your partner is, uh, uh, you know, oh, go ahead, uh, you know, if he's dismissive or she's dismissive, you expect that from them. And very often... The deceptive intelligence of our mind will send us to get what's familiar, even if it's a person's response. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that we're clear about who we're talking to, how we bond to that person, meaning what we expect from them. And if we're trying to really do something new, don't talk to them. Get in the mirror Mm -hmm. and talk to yourself. (laughs) <laughs> you know, Iala, I wanted to, since we're talking about relationships and your new podcast, we'll be talking about that. And that's going to be exciting. Let's talk about these unusual relationships that's happening with these celebrities, like someone like Nick Cannon and mm. these 18 baby mamas. <laughs> Lord, it's like, well, is this the new thing now? Let me just know. say this. I'm old. I know I look fly, but I am old school. I am old school. And I don't understand. Let me just say, I'm not making it wrong. I don't have any judgment about it. But I don't understand why we as women allow any old body to worship in our temple. Mm. I don't understand that. Because your body is your temple. And if this person is not coming with reverence and respect, is not coming with humility, is not coming to enhance your temple, why are they worshiping in your temple? And then you invite another soul, meaning you're not protecting yourself, you're not taking care of yourself, mm-hmm. not, not practicing radical self-care, and then you bring another life into the world with somebody who ain't respecting your temple? Uh-uh. I don't, I'm old. So I really... I don't understand that. I'm not making anybody wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just saying I, I don't. I'm not on that committee. <laughs> right. but, but what I'm going to say is, I think nowadays, especially with the younger, you know, millennial and and younger, is that there's a sense that our temple is for sale. I mean, it's nothing new, but if a guy's got enough money, if somebody is going to put you in a big house and a nice car then why not? Well, the first thing we have to recognize is that the body is a temple. And Mm. where are we teaching that? Where are we teaching our young girls? I saw three little girls in the Target today. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I was in the Target freaking people out. They was running all into the shelves and everything because they couldn't believe it. Is that a Yadla? Okay. Looking like I was now from the country, all right, with my gauchos on. (laughs) Uh, That's cute. But. I saw three young women, you know, maybe in their late teens. They were the cutest little things. No makeup, ponytails, braids, you know, just giggling and acting like young girls. 
Mm-hmm. And I was so encouraged. I said, oh, my God, you all are beautiful. Because we force our young ladies, I think, our girls to grow up too fast. Or we allow them to grow up too fast. And we don't teach them, baby, you are precious. You, you, your being, your body is a temple. And there's no amount of money that will restore your holiness once you sell it cheaply on the corner. Mm. For me, a car is cheap, all right? Because there are a million car dealers in the world that want me to have a car, and they will help me get one. I don't need you to help me get no car. (laughs) All I got to do is be able to pay the bill, okay? We don't teach our young girls, and we don't teach our young men. Mm. We don't teach them that when they step up into the temple they have a sacred responsibility not only to honor the temple but to honor themselves Mm -hmm. because when you create a life you have a spiritual contract with that person i don't care if you don't show up you have a spiritual contract with them to who for which you will be held responsible so for me like i said i'm old school what happened to dating what happened to courting what The only thing I can say, and people get mad at me when I say it, so clutch your pearls, I'm going to say it. Close your legs. How about that? (laughs) Mm -hmm. How about that? How about that? And I'm not just talking to the young women. I'm talking to the older women. Mm -hmm. You got some 40-year-olds out here acting like they're 17. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. But because people, they blame it on loneliness. They Mm -hmm. blame it on, I don't have anybody, and I want somebody. And then they're looking at the Instagrams, and the social medias and they seeing all these these so-called relationships and they feel like they're missing mm-hmm. out and they're lowering to me they're lowering their standards you, you know what Lonnie what, what about Neo's wife took to social media after their eight-year marriage and and put on social media how, blasted him for cheating and having unprotected sex with workers what do you think about that Ooh. what do I don't think about it <laughs> <laughs> Anytime a sister woman, and I say a sister woman, mm-hmm. would dishonor herself in that way by gossiping about her partnership with someone, mm. the fact that he violated the partnership doesn't mean that that's a license for her to behave badly. Mm-hmm. Anytime a sister woman would violate her sacred contract with herself and her partner by inviting other people into that sacred space for gossip, then it says to me that she's suffering and she needs help. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't denounce it. You know, I don't think about it. But looking at that, I, I know who she is. And all I can do is pray for her and lift her up. But people do it. People divorce each other on the social media. I never mm-hmm. heard tell her such a thing in my life. <laughs> no, <laughs> they break up. Don't don't talk to each other. Don't don't pick up a phone. They go straight to social media because they want to embarrass and then it opens up a whole can of worms that we don't need, you know? Well, you know, in general, my beloveds, I just see how we, particularly women, Mm -hmm. we have just become so mean and so undignified. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know where we lost our dignity because there are just, now, let me tell you something. I wasn't a hoe when I was young, but I was hoish. <laughs> don't on, please man. don't tell us the difference. Y'all <laughs> that list. was hoish, okay? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna own it because it taught me so much. 
It taught me the value of who I am. It taught me the purpose of relationships. It taught me what works for me and what doesn't work for me. Yes, I was hoish. And you'll never find out with who, because that ain't your business. Mm-hmm. The fact that I can own the fact that I was hoish and then share my lessons, that's what I'm about. Cafe Mocha. Ian Levan Zant trying to fix all our lives. Thank you so much for joining us. We, like I said, we need to have you back more often. A we just of, yes. of life, a yes. breath of fresh reality. Thank you, you can get a dose of me every Wednesday wherever you hear podcasts on the R Spot. We're talking about all kinds of stuff. Let me ask you all a question: What do y'all think about Ben and Jen getting back together? Ooh, baby, <laughs> I call that double dipping. <laughs> Definitely double dipping. (laughs) We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's Cafe Mocha. It's Cafe Mocha. Angelique, Lonnie Love, Yo-Yo on the line. Cynthia Arrivo. Okay, welcome back to Cafe Mocha, Cynthia. How are you? Thank you. I'm good, thank you. How are you? We're great, but, you know, I just wonder while... While most of us were at home, locked down, watching TV, <laughs> it seemed like you were doing your thing. You were performing at the Oscars. You uh, did a show for the debut of Aretha on Nat Geo. The second the Hollywood Bowl in L.A. reopened, you were one of the first performers. So I got to ask you, what was the pandemic yeah. like for you? <laughs> <laughs> um, surprisingly busy. Um, I, and I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be, but it's sort of just like, picked up speed as it was going along and people were finding ways for me to to be creative and I was finding ways to be creative and for a minute we shut down on Aretha and then they beautifully found a way to to continue production and we managed to get that finished to 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 get it on the air so it's been crazy and amazing and I've definitely been lucky enough to to do some wonderful things. You've got a movie out that we want to talk about did you shoot that during the pandemic too? Um, are you thinking about a needle in a time stack? Uh-huh. No, we did that. We we filmed that a good few years ago. I think maybe coming up to three years ago now. Uh, and it was sort of like on ice for a little bit. And then all of a sudden they were like, yeah, we want to we put it out. And, and so, so it came out. I was really pleased to see the response to it because it was sort of like one of those things that you do and you think, well, it's never going never gonna to see the light of day, but it's done. But why yeah. wouldn't it see the light of day? I mean, it was written and produced by the guy who did 12 Years a Slave. Orlando Bloom is one of the co-stars. Leslie Odom Jr. from Hamilton. And he plays Sam Cooke in uh, One Night yeah. in Miami. Why wouldn't that yeah. be released when you guys did it? I mean, well, when we did it, like neither Leslie or I had been nominated. We were sort of like still new in the game. And I don't know, like, I think all of that sort of changed after a while, sort of like trajectories changed, you know, I think things happen in studios and they all make sort of decisions. And once we do our part on, on film, it's sort of like left to higher powers to decide what happens next. 
before we get into the multicultural casting, I just want to yeah. ask, what is Needle in a Time Stack about? Um, it's essentially, it's like a love story. A woman who is married to a man called Nick, they're very much in love, they're meant to be together, um, is being sought after by her ex-husband, who also is in love with her, but, but more than anything, I think it's about his finding his happiness. And I think he believes his happiness is with her. And we come to realize that actually his happiness is somewhere in himself that he has to find. Um, and he keeps time traveling to, to sh- or shifting the time to make it so that he can be back with her. Um, and eventually he succeeds. Um, spoilers, sorry. Um, succeeds, <laughs> but, but Nick has this, aching feeling that something isn't quite right when the time has shifted. So he goes back himself and tries writing. And whether or not he gets there, we, we don't know. I'm scared to go to the movies, but I'm excited to see this casting because I don't know about you, Yo-Yo. I don't know if anybody listening right now has ever seen a movie where a white guy and a black guy are fighting over a black woman. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was sort of like, I was so surprised that that's, that's how they wanted it. That's what they wanted Janine to be, and that's, that's how they saw it. And I was sort of like, this is such a wonderful opportunity to sort of change the narrative that a black woman can be desirable and a black woman can have love in her life and be, and be wanted and, and be, be sought after. Yeah. It is written and directed by John Ridley. I mentioned he yeah. wrote 12 Years a Slave. He did... Um, mm-hmm. Red Tails as well. I'm wondering, when you do these race-related movies like Harriet, like Aretha, Mm -hmm. does it make a difference when it's a Black writer-director? I mean... I think so, just because there's a sort of deeper understanding about the story that is being told. I think that's really important. I think also it it shifts what it's like on on the set, because I think there's, um, there's a tenderness that needs to be given when you're dealing with these these people, you know, Aretha may not necessarily be completely about race, but her story is so um, fragile. She's uh, a, a very strong woman who had her own thoughts, but like her life was not an easy one. And so you want to make sure that whoever is helping to tell that story is also understanding of where this person is coming from. There's empathy, you know, and I think that having a black writer director sometimes gives you the right amount of empathy that is needed in order to tell the story for me. So you feel safe doing it. You also released your first album, which to me is hard uh-huh. to believe. You know, we've been, <sighs> we've been talking about your voice, seeing you perform at award shows for years. And it's yeah. really just hard to believe that you're putting out your first full album. Uh, let's start with the title. Chapter one, verse one. I mean, it's pretty obvious, but why'd you title it that? Because for me, it really is like the beginning. It's the beginning of something that I hope will continue. When you open a book, the first thing you see is chapter one. And then the first thing you read is the, ver- the first verse. Or, you know, or it's obviously the Bible begins at chapter one, verse one. And I, I wanted something that said, I'm, I'm starting something. And I hope that there is room for me to continue, you know? Because um, it does it. It feels like a real new beginning to me. Cynthia, this is your first album. What can we expect from it? Um, you can expect uh, it to be really personal. 
Uh, there's loads of stories that come from my experience in my life. Um, the people I've met, the people uh, I've seen in passing, the experiences I've had, love, loss, all of those things. Um, I've, I wrote on all 12 of the songs um, and I'm really proud of it. So I hope you'll expect, hopefully you'll like the melodies that come from it. Um, but you'll hear some good singing, hopefully, and, uh, and some good looks. Cynthia Arrivo on Cafe Mocha. More on the way. Here's your dose of espresso. Strong, hot news now. This is the Espresso. Tuesday, November 8th, we get to vote on who we want as sheriff, our local judges. And we already know who Pastor Jamal Bryant is voting for for senator in Georgia. Since Herschel Walker was 16 years old, white men been telling him what to do, telling him what school to go to, where to live, where to eat, where to buy a house, where to run, where to sit down, where to sleep, where to pay for abortions, where to buy a gun. And they, you think they not going to tell him how to vote? In 2022, we don't need a walker. We need a runner. And a county in Nevada decided they want to hand and count the ballots. It took three hours to count 50 ballots. The Dominion machines are working. I view this as silly. I view this as being, um, still being worried about the big lie. And our prayers go out to the Migos, their family, the rap community over the death of Takeoff. The Houston police chief talked about it. And everyone spoke of what a great young man this is, how peaceful he is, what a great artist. And there's so many talented individuals in that community. And we all need to stand together and make sure nobody tears down that industry. And that's the espresso. We're at Cafe Mocha Radio. Socially savvy. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. The one and only Cynthia Revo. You know, Cynthia, first of all, I was introduced to you when you were on Broadway. Your <laughs> voice is so strong it is just a pure voice did you always want to be a singer yeah i mean the first time i thought oh i want to do this is when i was about five um i did like a nativity show and they asked me to sing silent night by myself and i i think what i loved the most was like the feeling of people enjoying it i knew from that moment that i wanted to be a singer because i i knew it made people happy so that's sort of the thing I'm chasing, making sure that people feel good when they hear me. It's Cafe Mocha on the line, the one and only Cynthia Revo, and I am just happy to be talking with her. Now, Cynthia, you are one of the few actresses from Broadway to transition. There have been like, I'm, I'm talking of color, to transition uh-huh. from Broadway to doing mm-hmm. actual movies. Tell me about that process. Was it hard and what's the difference? Hard is not necessarily the word, but different is. I mm. think it was, I think I sort of was ready when it happened to sort of learn something new and, and stretch a different kind of muscle. Um, obviously with, with theater, you have your live audience. And so you're sort of relying on them to tell you what they need. Um, and so you can bounce off them and they, they'll laugh or they'll cry or you'll hear them or they'll shout out or they'll be silent. And all of those things are indications of what you're doing or, you're, what, or whether what you're doing is actually serving them because that's always the case. How best can I tell this story? When you're on film or when you're on TV, you don't have that. You have your, your director and you have your DP and you have your other colleagues. Everyone is on, 
on set with you. And you have to trust that the way they're reacting, what they're giving you is, is enough to tell the story. You don't have like the call and response that you have with an audience. You sort of have to trust, um, sometimes a little blindly, that what you're doing is going gonna, is gonna to translate, um, which is interesting. And, and also, like with theatre, you don't get 10 tries. If you get it wrong, you get it wrong, and you, have to, you don't have until the next day exactly. to do it again. And by then, it's a completely different audience. But when you're on set, you can, you can try again until you, you can't anymore. Cynthia Arrivo on Cafe it's Cafe Mocha on the line. The one and only Cynthia Revo. I just want to, Lonnie, I just want to point out that when it comes to going from Broadway to mainstream TV, I just don't think that a lot of people of any color are doing it. It's like Broadway has always been Broadway. And you might be a, a superstar like Usher and get to go to Broadway. But it's almost never where somebody comes from Broadway and from yeah. Broadway, they become a superstar. And what's super cool about <laughs> this, Cynthia, is that you're one of them. The the uh, Black and Latino guys and girls from Hamilton it's like uh, that is so exciting to me because I saw you on Broadway you. too and I was in tears like everybody else in that audience <laughs> thank you yeah I mean I just I don't know that I, I I expected that that would happen I I mean honestly I did this little show in London first in like a 200 seater theater they transferred that to to Broadway and I was happy to be on Broadway because I'd never been on Broadway before and then the rest is sort of history. It's sort of, I think Viva Queen was the first person to cast, to cast me in a movie and then Deborah Martin chased for Harriet and it sort of just took on a, a life of its own and I'm very lucky um, that people were willing to give me a chance to, to try something new. Of course, you know what? And the thing is you did it so well, Cynthia. Now I want to get back to Thank this you. album because I'm looking at 12 Hot Track and I oh, love yeah. the name Mama, Glow Up, You're yeah. Not Here. Tears, Sweet Sarah, I Might Be In Love With You, A Window, Day Off, The Good, Hero, Alive, What In The World, but which one? Oh, Glowing Up. And tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I wrote this song um, because I sort of was, I guess it was like a reflective moment and realizing how far I'd come. And I think that that's a song that everyone can relate to. doesn't matter how small the thing you're doing is. If you've taken a step forward, that's a moment of growth. And that's what the song is really about. It's not the material things. It's about how you as a person have grown forward uh, in, in any way, um, which I think is, is a way of glowing up. Yeah. It's Cafe Mocha on the line. We're talking to Cynthia Revo, her new album, Chapter one, verse one. Okay. And it's yeah. available right now. Uh, we have Yo-Yo on the line. Yo-Yo, you want to say something? Yeah, I'm interested in knowing. She said she wrote Glowing Up. Did you write majority of this album? I wrote every single song. I'm on every single song, yeah. And and um, wow. I think the most writers we have on any one song is four. Thank you so much for spending yes, time thank with you. us today, Cynthia. Thank you. I know you're busy, thank you, girl. My pleasure. <laughs> We're going to keep pushing <laughs> Never it, Never be busy for you. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for always having me on. It's, it means a lot. Thank you. That's the show. Until then, if you miss any part of this show, make sure you go to mochapodcastnetwork.com, mochapodcastnetwork.com. 
We have all our old shows there. Plus, you can check out Sherry Shepard with Kim Whitley. Rolanda Watts has a podcast on the network. Funky Divas of In Vogue have a podcast. That's at mochapodcastnetwork.com. And of course, you can find us on all platforms at Cafe Mocha Radio. Cafe Mocha is a production of Miles Ahead Broadcasting in partnership with Compass Media. Executive producer Sheila Eldridge. For comments, booking, or more information, visit CafeMochaRadio.com.